Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest. It is my twin flame, Wind Walker. And Wind, you might actually be the only guest that I ever have on the podcast. I'm not quite sure. Um, if I'll have guests after this, I'm still deciding, but I'm really happy that we're doing this. Uh, it, in fact, it, all of the sudden is making me want to cry. It's really, um, I'm really grateful that we're doing this. I'm grateful that we have this chance to, you know, share about our relationship and, uh, maybe, you know, not so much dispel some myths as, as much as give people an opportunity to see twin flame relationships in a new light. And also just to kind of introduce you, because I think you're amazing. So thanks for <laughs> being a guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. And uh, I guess if I'm wily enough, you won't have anybody else on anymore. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You might, I might say, yep, I'm literally not ever going to do that again. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, thanks for cool. teaching me another realm of what I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Well, so um, just to let everybody know, there uh, may be a little bit of sound quality issues or technicality issues because um, right now I'm in santa fe new mexico and wind is in bali indonesia and so not only do we have a, uh what is it like a 13 hour time difference but also um we're doing this online so there might be a little bit of um delay but anyway we'll deal with that it will still be a lot of fun to chat so we don't really have a point um we don't really have any specific Anybody yeah. yeah, no specific like trajectory for this conversation. We're just going to kind of chat. When I, when I meditated before we started this, though, one thing that did come through was just share your love for each other. And mm. I think, uh, you know, once I get myself, <laughs> I like that I have to kind of prepare myself, but once I get myself into that space, um, that's pretty easy to do because I love you a lot and I think you're amazing. So mm. Mm. <laughs> you got to get yourself in the space to love me. Let that be known to all your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think other might other <laughs> agree. And hey, I'm sure people have to meditate before they talk to me sometimes. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. But yeah, no, actually, yeah, it's funny. I mean, to kind of segue that into something, it, in a lot of ways, that's our dynamic. I notice that when I'm out of alignment with myself, specifically when I'm really projecting my energy forward, I'm very much in my masculine. 
um, it is very uncomfortable for us to connect and to talk. Uh, so it's really good for me to talk to you at times and recognize where my energy is at and to center it again. So, but now I'll, I'll let you talk because I've been blabbing on and on. You want to say yeah, hello? Yeah, it's your podcast. Yourself? People are here to listen to you, not me. <laughs> well, this time they're here to listen to both of us. And, you know, we're sort of, you know, echoes of each other at times. So, yeah, say hi. Yeah, hello. Uh, everybody who has been to Bali will know that Bali is known for some of the best internet in the world. But <laughs> for some reason, the last week, it's been a little sketchy. <laughs> And I think that's already showing itself here because <laughs> most of what you're saying, I haven't even heard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're not contesting me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I would be contesting, uh, but I am hearing you a little smiling and nodding. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, I haven't listened to any of your episodes thus far. Um, but I, it sounds like it's doing really well. And, um, I think, no, I think that actually is kind of interesting because we, well, let's, let's see, it's a day before my birthday in this side of the world mm -hmm. and maybe what, uh, uh, less than a month from now, two years ago, I started, uh, taking a job that took me to anywhere but Santa Fe where we were living together. And, wow. um, <clears throat> the summer. yeah, I remember we just moved into the apartment, the one we shifted apartments into the one. Um, and, uh, then you had held a surprise birthday party for me right. and, uh, with all of our coworkers and then including one of the owners, <laughs> including one of the owners from where we were working. And then the next day they canned me and that boy that just sit. So it's really kind of funny timing when you think about it. Two years. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. we've, I mean, I guess, you know, back then we did a lot of dialogues on YouTube and whatever about our dynamic. But at the, at the period two years ago, we already had been guided to open our relationship, but we couldn't figure out how to do that. And so all the things that led up to, up to this time two years ago, started to play themselves out we, we couldn't and this is a story maybe that i communicate to people when they ask about our relationship or my my relationship with uh, anybody in my life or whatever and i'm like well it was you know it was guided to to do a particular thing and we had learned on our journey every time we were guided and fought it it got worse and that was probably mm. probably <clears throat> a pivotal like recognition even in our own like relationship that um the universe had guided it for several months and we've, it got to a point where we couldn't even handle being in the yeah. space with each other, even though by relationship standards, by the human relationship standards, every, we had like a really good relationship. Everybody's got things to work through. We had ours, but ours was so cosmically guided, like everything else in our own journey together, individually and together <laughs> that we, we like, we tried not to, we tried to both open it our own way and tried to not open it in, in another way. And the universe was like, well, you're not going to be able to even function together, which was the case with our journey up until that point. If we couldn't, I, if we didn't listen, we, we'd get zapped. Yeah. 
Uh, it was true. We were on a definitely a rocket journey together. And I want to kind of back it up because a lot of people who are listening to this might have no idea where we started. And um, so, you know, just to, to give everybody some background, Wind and I met in, well, we met in 2011. And, uh, you know, just to super, super make this brief, um, we met uh, and then, you know, he was in the middle of his awakening. I went through mine a year later. And then when we reconnected, we got married and we were married for four years until what Wind is talking about right now, which is us, um, you know, once when he channeled, it was shown that it was time to open our relationship, meaning be in an open marriage, be polyamorous and so that is what he was talking about. And man, we, we just couldn't do it. It was like cellular mitosis. Felt like we were ripping our, to me, it felt like literally trying to rip my body apart. It was very, mm. very tough. And we had a hard time letting anybody else in. Um, and then, you know, kind of where, where Wynn started the story off, it was, the beginning of the end of that part of our lives, you know, which is kind of sad. It's, you know, we did a lot of healing work together. Um, so last year, was it last year? Yeah. And mm -hmm. Asheville last mm -hmm. fall. And you were living out there with beautiful Taylor who uh, mm -hmm. you were living with at the time and mm -hmm. dating. And um, I came out there uh, but again, it was very, very guided. It was sort of like, go to Asheville, stay there for a month and, um, or longer and work through this. And I resisted and I started having car troubles. <laughs> mm -hmm. As soon as I decided, okay, fine, it's going to be all right. You know, and the energy that I got every time I got the prompt to go out to Asheville to, to visit you and to do this work together the feeling that I got was just this laughter, like it's going to be all right, it's going to be fun, it's going to feel good. And I was so scared to go out there and to do that work and to talk to you because we really had a hard time when we separated and we both went through it pretty tough. Um, but one thing that I love is that we really did the work together, you know, when when I was out there in Asheville and we would go to Starbucks and mm -hmm. just cry and talk. And mm -hmm. we sat through all of the uncomfortability. We really did it. And I remember when I left Asheville, I knew that there was no more work that I had left unresolved, that we had cleaned it all up. And in fact, we, me, you and Taylor did a tobacco diet together. <laughs> <laughs> There's about like that. growing up with the people that you love to really make <laughs> and you know shitting and all sorts of stuff so but we did the work and I am so glad because I know what it feels like to have unresolved work you know between people and there's there's just none it's such a mm -hmm. gift you know and I don't mm -hmm. have that so mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, <clears throat> what's interesting about the open relationship thing is that when you and I first started talking, I was in the uh, oh. 
Right. Well, first the Amazon with ayahuasca the first, my first time, and then I was in Ecuador after that, which also has the Amazon, but I was closer to the beach. And, uh, and I had all this weird shit happen, identity theft, blah, blah, blah. And we started to chat. You were starting your own awakening. Very, well, you did very basically after I left Idaho uh, yeah. a few months prior. And, um, it started right got, after that, actually. We, and I was throwing up in front of you. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I am, now that you brought it up, the timeline, I think you kicked me into my awakening. Yeah, probably. Because, because, because when I had my Kundalini awakening, which was a, a weekend long, I ended up around you and you had wanted me nowhere near you. And I was like on the verge of a mental breakdown and just wanted some familiarity around me. And I, yes. I happened to end up around you and your partner at the time jim and the people in the dance studio that you were uh that you were the owner of and uh, i mean i was just like going to that park to meet up somebody else i didn't find them i found you guys and yeah. I, mean, I was in hell. i know and you were so you yeah so it's kind of funny like um yeah maybe like i don't know what specifically activated mine but yeah. i still don't but i mean yeah potentially <laughs> yours got like, your energy hey, you're, supposed my- to, you're supposed to do this too and all i thought you know and i know you and i've talked about this but when i saw you i just wanted nothing to do with you because mm-hmm. i was really up my own ass before my awakening i was just in my own world and here you were I couldn't even tell where you were because I wasn't paying any attention, but you were around me and all of the other friends that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, I went into my awakening just a couple months later. Mm-hmm. So that's really beautiful. Well, that was, and that was May. That was actually this month to, uh, well, 2012. So mm-hmm. seven years ago, that was at the beginning of this month, 20 of 2012. Mm, okay. I remember it was a super moon weekend, uh, early in May and yes, that super moon. Mm, yeah. And then I left Well, we re- happened to end up rafting together. I didn't know that was the case. Oh, that's it, right. I always forget about that. And that was where like, I was just like puking because I hadn't had alcohol in a long time and I had very little that day, but it was just too much. And, uh, right. and then I didn't see you again until like, and that was, so that was August of 2012 until we started chatting um, in uh, March of 2013, a few months later. Yeah. I was already kind of on, well, I wasn't knowing I was on the backside of my travels, but I was at that point. Uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. So well, the point what I was trying to get to is that when we just start, when we reconnected on Facebook and started dialoguing, you were telling me about what you were going through and I was like, Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Experience. And then you were telling me that you were, um, you had been relatively polyamorous in and out of your life and that we just would dialogue about that. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not me. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, you you had just energy shifted like within a couple of days of even that dialogue, and it was like, oh wait, what's happening here? We both had this recognition that something was going on, and they're like, well, if we're going to pursue this, then how are we going to? What about this polyamory thing? And we just agreed to just be do monogamous, yeah. yeah. And then it came up off and on throughout the journey, and that was some of our medicine at times, and 
so then when the universe delivered it through a channeled space, I guess mostly through me at first, it was like so uncomfortable, but I was channeling and I remember, and then the feeling was amazing as it always is when you're channeling truth, but like the, the interpretation of it through the mind with the filter through the mind was still like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I remember, you know, it's one of those moments where you don't really think about it because I, I remember when you brought it through, I did not even want to consider it. I didn't want to consider it. And it took me until after you and I separated for me to understand what I was feeling in that moment, which was, I knew, I knew it was going to cause a big shift and I just didn't want to even open that door. But, you know, here's the beautiful thing. You and I have the sort of relationship that is always catalyzing big expansion, shifting, creating change, helping us grow. And we do it fast. We're both very fast. I remember, God, I remember when I met you and, and we got together and we got married and I, it was such a huge sense of relief because I thought now here's someone who's moving at my speed. Now here's someone who's moving at my speed. And actually I think you almost, you know, played crack the whip with me, which is what I was used to doing with other people sort of going so fast that it was like, Whoa, you know, where are you going? And I had mm -hmm. that experience with you um, at times, like things were just shifting so fast. Um, but that's continued like you and I, even though we're on opposite ends of the globe, we always catalyze a lot of movement with each other. And, you know, one of the, as hard as it's been, it's been an incredible lesson for me to learn how to um, separate from you and to learn how to let other people in to my life and honestly into your life. And mm -hmm. it's, it's been really profound, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm still coming out of some of the pain of the choices that I've made since we've separated. And so it's mm -hmm. hard for me to say that it's all been yay. Great. But I know I've been learning and I know it's vital to my path. And so, you know, we just always have that connection regardless of, whether we're joined at the hip and constantly moving together or we're on opposite ends of the globe, we just, that's our service to each other, you know? Mm. So yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, um, yeah, because after I left on, on the Harley, we just bought that was broken most of the <laughs> put all of our like savings that we'd finally had into it. Um, after I uh, left on that, like to go South and then Southeast uh, over the period of time, uh, like then, yeah, you did start to see somebody and he played his role well, like ripping my attachments away and everything. And it took a good three months before, before I could. And I, you know, I had just, it, by the time I did, I had just arrived in Asheville, North Carolina um, and, uh, and I was on lockdown. The bike had a blown head gasket. I didn't have the money to, to fix it. It was also snowy and icy and super cold and I couldn't ride it and I didn't want to. And I was super sick, really, really sick. And I had been sick at that point for several weeks. 
and it was just getting stronger. And it was basically a, a lifetime's worth of grieving that needed to process through nothing in particular, nothing really like stored other, other than the emotions themselves, just allowing the water to flow. And, um, mm-hmm. and in that process, you know, you and, and that the person you were seeing had come up into the, into my sphere to, to look at. And I went through like a deep moving, I don't know, experience. I don't even remember. I, I don't remember what it was. I just remember it was early in the day and I was in my room where I spent a lot of time watching Game of Thrones and, oh, yeah. uh, and the magicians trying to let that be the only thing that made me feel somewhat alive and normal while everything else in my world was being swallowed up uh, by emotion. And um, you would think that it would have made it worse, but it actually, I just cracked. I just started laughing hysterically. I was like, oh my God, I'm not jealous. Like, this is so silly. So funny to me. Like, who, who, who am I? Like, I already know real love is not possessive, you know, and I knew that my whole life. But, <clears throat> you know, that was the interesting thing about that time, that first month, especially in Asheville, was realizing that all the stories... I'd been through them in the diet of tobacco that we did in, right. in the Amazon and through even ayahuasca a little bit and other meditative aspects, but to actually like, re, you know, real human time in space, essentially to, to walk myself through it was not yet done. And that's what I did. And I was like, Oh, so funny. Like I, I, I didn't have that story uh, that I was, I it was just so funny to me. I'm like, who am I to stop anybody from like, like finding various ways of expressing themselves in this life when I already know that life is an experiment. It's not an attachment. And, uh, and it just, it was so liberating to me and it was so funny to me. And I've never, I mean, yeah, sure. I can feel those little moments of old stories pop up here and there, like about different things and whether it's you or Taylor or even, it doesn't matter. Like I can still feel them, but that's just old stories and I know they're not true and I move through them quickly. Um, but until then, you know, they get stuck. Yeah. It's, it's so, yeah, it's just such a, a, a beautiful process. And, you know, I, and I'm trying to think as you talk about your moments of just sort of laughing at laughing at it and laughing Mm -hmm. in it and that you know laughing at the cosmic joke sort of thing Mm -hmm. and um which is a big thing that you've taught me is that cosmic joke (laughs) through our time knowing each other you know and for i mean look at my hair look at my fucking face (laughs) i know (laughs) the cosmic joke is alive right here it is. You embody it in your Gemini, and it's just all over the place. But, um, yeah. and, you know, for, for listeners who don't know Wind personally, um, she wrote a book called, uh, what is it, Cosmic? What? I can't think of the title now. <laughs> yeah, like that's perfect. That is that. That's the name of it. Seriously, Wind, I need you to help Follies. me out. Follies of the Follies. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll put it in the description so you guys can uh, purchase it if you want. He's got it available. But uh, that that cosmic fool, man, that is such a trip because we're all the cosmic fool in our own way. But I'm trying to think of my, because here's what happened. Here's the joke. And this is something really fascinating about 
uh, wind in my relationship is that we mirror each other still, right? And so we either go through things at the same time or we sort of like layer uh, and then reverse. And meaning that wind went through his big grieving and I was, you know, distracted at the time I was doing my own thing. And then, um, and then fast forward to about six months or maybe, you know, eight months later and wind started seeing someone and that's when I had my breakdown (laughs) and, uh, definitely, definitely had an actual mental breakdown. I felt my brain crack. I said, you broke my brain. (laughs) (laughs) I was really serious about it too. But what happened was I awoke even deeper. It was like a second awakening. And I was having all of these understandings around time and the number five, which to me looked like time and it felt like time. It was very trippy. Uh, totally sober through this whole thing. And I remember I was visiting my parents in Idaho, helping them out at their cabin and doing some, you know, remodeling work and everything like that. So it kind of gave me the space where I wasn't required to work any certain hours. And I just had a breakdown and uh, it was really, really hard to get through that. And I think um, when I pulled it together, the thing that I have really, really gained from our separation is my ability to trust myself, my ability to have myself, to be myself, you know, because as much as we're all one and you and I are twin flames and everything like that, man, there's, there's really nothing like separating from your twin flame in physical form, you know, and, uh, it was, it was so intense, but, through all of this, through the time, you know, that I've been doing all sorts of things since we separated, uh, kind of the big one for me is I have me, you know, I have me. And honestly, it's been really amazing to recognize that I also have you and not in the possession sort of way, just in the sort of way that is, well, we're cosmic, we're cosmically connected. So, so that's nice, you know? But man, there's a lot of layers to this mm-hmm. whole human reality and we feel it all, you know, it's like, <clears throat> I think at the beginning of our relationship, when I first discovered the whole term twin flame, I'd never heard of it before I met you. And I remember um, when we met, I wanted to call you my, my soul flame. And I said, that sounds really mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like it's out of a romance book or something. And you said, oh have you heard of twin flames? <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. how we discovered that that's what we were. Um, and then, you know, there were really, really incredible moments after that. But, um, you know, it's kind of like we were looking up all of these different things online and finding different twin flame groups. And that's when mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were, there was like this mass exodus to mm-hmm. people like, discovering their twin flames and there were awakenings going on all over the place and people were just like Mm -hmm. getting crazy and there were so many ridiculous things out there about Mm -hmm. twin flames 
And I remember we would find some of those things and we would go, what the hell? <laughs> like this is mm -hmm. absolutely not the twin flame experience. You know, it was like a mm -hmm. really kind of some silly stuff, but, um, the reality is that at least for our experience, it's really about activating us into our purpose, acting, activating us into more of our true selves. Um, and, <clears throat> activations are not always easy hmm. the real good ones <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing oh sorry did i no did i'm just thought? taking a breath yeah so what are you doing now maybe you could talk about like some of the things that you're learning now or experiencing now hmm yeah uh, you know maybe it's a little bit more <clears throat> of that um doing my own thing because uh, you mentioned Taylor and she and I, then after you left Asheville last year, um, we spent a little more time there in the Asheville area. And then um, just a weird magical sequence of events um, took our vehicles from us. And so we, took, Oh yeah, that was crazy. We took the money from the payout of Taylor's car and the money that I have, and we uh, invested into a teacher, a yoga teacher training in India, uh, my first time in India, which had been on my radar for a long time, and um, Taylor's first yoga teacher training, my second, and uh, so then we <clears throat> we departed. We arrived in India right at like midnight oh five on the on the first of February. Uh, this year and we stayed there for seven weeks me seven weeks or six weeks I guess because uh, after the yoga teacher training was complete she went north a little bit to Nepal to do the Annapurna trek which yeah. is the world's most dangerous trek and Taylor's 26 and did it by herself with no guide while people were dying with their guides on the trek and she's a badass <laughs> she <laughs> really badass. is tough right cookie and and um she's been there in nepal since uh well i guess the middle of march and i stayed in rishikesh india for another week and then i came to bali and i arrived bali on the full moon of march and the next morning was my first full day and that was the day that taylor set out on her trek and since then she and i have been like intermittently communicating um going into our own little version i guess of what you and i went through and have been through. And um, in that process, I'm learning how to be myself again in a completely new way. Mm. I mean, everything is new. It's like, it's like, and yet it's all like totally familiar and not new. And yet everything, every step, every breath, every day is totally like I'm in. In Bali, I feel like it's even more visceral than a lot of places. Now, people mm -hmm. will say Bali's magical, but, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be me and say, well, you're a fuckhead because everything is magical. <laughs> Every but, place in the world is magical. It's very true. But Bali holds a particular way of, of magic. That's true. And, like, I feel like Santa Fe and certain other places, it calls you to see if you're ready for it. And mm -hmm. I, 
like Santa Fe, I see a lot of people come in and not be ready and get spit right back out. Even And then I hear the stories of those, you know, from people who I, I'm friends with who lived here for a long time. And the stories are the same as Santa Fe. It either pulls you in or it spits you out. And so far for me, it's pulling me in deeper. And I keep surrendering, saying, I'm here, man. Like, this is as good as it's ever been. Mm. Um, unlike Santa Fe, where I tried to dive in, but it, it just, I couldn't go too, too deep. Well, the obvious was because you and I needed to, have our own experiences in life but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have been able to get in Santa Fe what I'm getting in Bali I wouldn't have been able to get in Sedona when I lived in Sedona what I'm getting in Bali or anywhere that I've ever been Rishikesh India all these and I don't in Asheville even I don't intend to end up in these metaphysical places but for some reason like I have You're to be both of them. <laughs> it's a total list as you list off all the places that you lived I think oh you're talking about all the hot spots that people I know need. They are spiritual hotspots, so it's funny that you just are accidentally. And I don't you know, like. Things. I don't like that. Close to Siberia right now, and I want to go to Siberia. Like that's where yeah. I want to go. But the universe is always like, "Nah, you're gonna go this way instead, and be more where everybody else is going." That's just like you. I'm like, oh, come on, I'm not. Can I have my own experience? <laughs> but yeah. that, I guess that's an, in a way that sort of answers the thing. Is like. I don't really even know what my experience is. I don't know what to calibrate it against anymore. And that's sort of the magic is like, I feel like I'm becoming just really the energy of everything mm. and less and less of a person who could even say I or me. And, mm. and yet in that becoming more normal, more human, doing more human shit than ever, which started right. in, in, the, in the process of leaving Santa Fe because we were kind of floating above a lot. And it was like, no, 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 you're missing out on a lot. We knew that. We knew we wanted to share what everything we had learned with people, but we weren't really connected to the human experience as much as we have been since then. And I feel like I'm becoming really both, like really, really connected to the human experience in Bali and everything that led up to it over the last couple of years. And yet the more I'm becoming connected to it, the more this magic energy of the real universe is opening up inside and it's mm-hmm. it's it's like swimming back and forth and like there's almost there's less and less separation between the human and the divine and so i really wouldn't be able to say oh this is what i'm doing in bali or that so I'm doing, yeah i'm doing doing the same thing everybody else does eating maybe a little yoga <laughs> sleeping meeting people cut copy repeat you know but <laughs> But that's the human, like, but within those experiences is all this swimming and energy and yes. popping open more, <clears throat> more bubbles of, of real self. And yeah. it is becoming very much like, as if I'm like Dis- uh, Mickey Mouse in Disney's Fantasia, just like it, whatever I wave my hand now is becoming more and more like my magic wand is actually affecting things. And I'm getting tired of the metaphors that I'm getting like, oh, here's a metaphor of what you're heading towards. And I'm which is perfect timing because I think more and more when I see something coming in the future, based off of my experiences, it's becoming very literal as opposed to anecdotal. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually seeing my projection and going, well, I see what I'm being called towards. I see who's going to be involved at what time. And, all, and it's like actually happening. And I'm becoming so in the moment that I'm not sabotaging that. Right. Right. Which Absolutely. is what we would do when we see the future. We've, we try and sabotage it because we're not aware of what we have that is afraid of that occurring. 
Yeah. I know it is really interesting. And I love, uh, it's funny because I'm realizing that this whole podcast for me, at least right now is all about sharing the multidimensionality that mm -hmm. we're both human and cosmic and to really, really mm -hmm. dive into both and to honor both and mm -hmm. to just be very, very um, fluid throughout. And so I love that you brought that up because that feels so important for me to share lately. I don't quite know why. I just, mm -hmm. I feel maybe it's a, a bit of a sign of the times that, you know, so many people are going through awakenings, the whole world is shifting. Um, and that we really, this time, uh, that the point is to honor the human experience and not drop it, right? To, to, mm -hmm. to not deny the human experience in favor of this higher self, you know, denying the body. That's, that's kind of the old era that we're leaving. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we're expanding. We're not, it's not even linear. I say this in a couple of different podcasts. It's not that we're a higher frequency and lower frequency. It's not a mm -hmm. straight line. You know, I, I try and describe it more like a sphere that we're expanding into. But it's even beyond that because the sphere is three-dimensional. So we go up into four. We're in a flat earth, baby. <laughs> I fell off the edge yesterday. I know I did. <laughs> oh, my God. I fall off every day. Um, yeah, flat earth. I'm going to change this podcast. It's just going to be flat earth theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you just described a flat sphere. It's yeah. not even real. Everybody who's listening that's a flat earther is like, you can't even prove that it's a sphere. <laughs> I really, I really hope that whatever our conversation is right now, that somebody is tripping the fuck out listening to it, going, oh my God, I can't even live. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me out. I want to like explode. I got something to say. <laughs> too much, too much. No, I'm sure everybody's fine, but that, that's a fun fact. <laughs> um, that's another gift that you've given me, you know, like I kind of just want to, maybe we can end with this. <clears throat> I want to share some of the things that I've learned from you specifically since we got together, since we met. Um, and one is so much of my fear around, um, Oh, just so many of my fears, fears around what people think of me, because that's always been a big one. That's kind of a life purpose lesson, meaning that it's been throughout my life that I am sort of doing the people pleasing thing and I care too much what people think of me. And you have made that, it, you know, honestly, it was nearly impossible when we were together because as soon as I would get into that place of caring what people thought, you would be like, let's burn that bridge, right? <laughs> let's <light a> fire. <laughs> you know, I, and not even consciously or intentionally, it was just our relationship, you know, it's just the mm -hmm. way that we activate each other. And so, so many of my fears of what people think of me, I've gotten so much braver, so much braver um, as a result of knowing you. And God, there's a lot, you know, I, my ability to be a part of the earth and not just want to be you know, spiritual without feeling any of my lower chakras, without actually being embodied. Um, I've really become embodied and I'm not afraid of the earth anymore. 
you know, I used to be. Um, and I kind of also had a bit of snobbery around uh, cosmic being better than earth. And mm. that was dispelled quickly with you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like I'm complimenting you because I promise I am? <laughs> no, I'm not sure, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> But truly, like the cosmic joke, that's something that you've really introduced me to. And it dispels a lot of fear because I do feel it. I do feel that, you know, like no matter what is happening, it's just a game and we're playing. And I feel the cosmic joke, you know, I feel it quite often. Um, I honor this life, but I also recognize that kind of the shit that we do in a lot of ways doesn't matter. And you and I have talked about this throughout our relationship that you are representative of the nothing and I'm representative of the everything. And I've always said everything matters and you've always said nothing matters. And we've brought that, those perspectives together because they're actually one in the same. They're mm -hmm. the exact same thing. I'm saying the same thing both ways. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been so beautiful to share our perspectives. Okay, now it's your turn. I want you to say all the nice things about me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's got a lot of time for, for a lot of silence right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sending it telepathically. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, sure. That's what's up. Right. You're just telling me quietly. I can hear it in my mind. You're talking a lot of shit still. That's a, I can hear it. That's the twin flame relationship. Can't you all pick it up? Like, I'm yes. sharing it. <laughs> well, first of all, I picked up snorting from you. Um, yeah, I know. I, do. I snort. You make me laugh so hard that I snort all the time. Yeah. Well, I can remember, like, I mean, one of my favorite things that I brought that you brought me to is like a whole body laugh again. Like I remember sometimes like just me being so not even realizing that I was doing something so timely and, and ridiculous that you, you just literally collapse and can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> it would just tickle me to my core. It was so funny. It's true. Well, so yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, okay, so I'm out here in Southeast Asia and, um, you know, I just had to do a visa run uh, to Singapore and back from Bali uh, almost two weeks ago. And uh, there I was <clears throat> spending a whole, an entire day right where you and I spent three days sleeping because we were so broke coming out of Cambodia and uh, yeah, at the airport, Singapore airport and um, so, I, you know, if anything, like I have these memories of what our time in Southeast Asia and that was our first travel together. Well, no, we lived in the van that you built a bed into for a little while, but yeah. our first real travel, like really just you and me was to Southeast Asia and, um, uh, we went through some hell, oh my <laughs> you God. Know? but also like more, the more hell we went through, the more channels opened. Totally. It was really kind of funny, you know, and um, and just all the stories. So, I mean, I guess if anything right now, a lot of my memory lane is from like that, that change of events, because before we started to talk, 
when I was in Ecuador, I really was looking at going deeper into this, this light that I had like stepped into within myself, this no need for anybody but myself, this like pure, like Christ consciousness feeling, but it wasn't embedded. I mean, but it was there. I was floating in it for a little while. And then, and then the universe was like, okay, well now you're going to pick up a partner. You're going to go through enlightenment in a new way, you know, like, okay. And then we, you know, then three years later, we're at the same place where I did ayahuasca and my, your first ayahuasca, which was my, my second, third, if you count the one in Ecuador, I did that had nothing happened. Um, But it took me right back because it was so funny. I'm like, it was the same, same thing, but different, like same exact. So, you know, you gave me, Oh, you gifted me the ability to walk through my life, you know, and mm-hmm. instead of just going to the caves where I, in India, where I ultimately ended up with Taylor a couple months ago, <laughs> and the universe was like, you, st- you, you don't really want this, do you? Like, look, it looks really lackluster, mm-hmm. and it really was lackluster, you know, but you gave me the physical journey of, of being so painful because I really wanted to be there, not doing this shit anymore, and... And, uh, you know, so you gave me the journey of like walking through all this stuff going, life is beautiful. And I didn't really connect with that ever in my life. And, and even, even, even after I left you, it took a little while to go, this is beautiful. And I, I mean, all I might even just say that even with Taylor, who's, who's like very grounded into the earth experience, she can play with this all like so easily, like even then she had to hear how much I fucking hated life. I hate the mind. I hate this and I hate that. And she just took it with a grain of salt. A couple of times it affected her, but mostly just like it didn't change Taylor. She's unflappable that way. So that was like a real gift too. Like, I feel like, you know, and you introduced us. So like, that was like a big gift, like a big extension of what you were gifting me and a person that could help me stabilize myself, you know? Okay, that's done. So back <laughs> into the story. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah just, but you know that the life is life that it, it does make a difference. And honestly, here I am in Bali now, like finally with myself and going, it is pretty cool. And I meet people like I, I always have, but now I can really like have a an interesting connection um, where, but I still have... <laughs> that activating energy and so like trying to meet people as human friends is still kind of an interesting thing because i'm not human no matter how much i become human it's <laughs> and true. we're on different planets you know but there's everybody i meet now is like speaking the same language but just at levels where they're waiting to catch up but they still give me this more of like life is beautiful like look at these beautiful humans who are expressions of the divine you know mm-hmm. and and in their own way. And so they give me more of myself back. And I would, I just would not have done this uh, with, without you. I really would have already been north of Rishikesh, living like a sadhu and meditating my way through this, which is what I've already done in other lifetimes. And this time it was like, nah, you know, you're not, you're not getting that until 
until the right time. And that's going to be when you literally can't walk anymore, you know? Mm. And, and so here I am about to turn 49 in uh, less than 24 hours, my time. And, uh, and I feel like I'm just getting younger and more, more into this human game. And I mean, it, it all, it all became, you know, it was all started from you. So Mm. what do I say? I don't know. I think we should just cry. (laughs) (laughs) Which is something I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then I can move right back into my, my actual truth, which is, is also silly, but I do have on even a dream last night showed me how I can really just like pause and I can cry and then I can move on again. And like, Mm -hmm. okay, I just need to honor those emotions because it's human. Yes. You're amazing. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and end there. And um, I'm really grateful for you. I'm so glad that we got a chance. We've been trying to record this for a couple weeks. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for you. I'm amazed by you and proud of you and all that you're doing. Because, you know, and you've mentioned this, that you're really working on play. it's a funny thing to you know be really investing in but that's where our learning is right now that's where what my next book is about I've already been told and so of course we're both working on it because we do that paralleling thing and learning how to play is so beautiful and you're doing amazing I remember just the other day when we were talking And I was watching you on, you know, we were talking on WhatsApp and I saw you on video and you said something that you had done that was really fun for you. And I saw your face and I said, that's it. You have finally reached you when you were a five or six year old, which is what you were working on when, when we separated, I said, you got it. It's in you now. That five-year-old is alive and happy and playing and so I'm just, I'm really amazed with both of us and the work that we've been able to do and, and all the strides that we've taken in our lives. So mm. anyway, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And if I'm the last guest ever, ever on your podcast, then give me a ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go ahead and burn that bridge right now. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, right? But um, I'm grateful for you. I love you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you want to get a hold of me or Wind, all the contact information is going to be in the description uh, that's loaded up with this podcast. I'll add his book link to Follies of an Awakening Fool. Um, and yeah. So. Catch you on the flip side. Bye, guys. Bye.